This is your coffee break. Hey friends, I'm back again this week and I have with me blogger Jewel Elise who writes the Right Away Mommy blog. Jewel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Tell me a little bit about your writing journey, how you became uh, a blogger. Well, I started kind of writing when I was 11 years old. I just always had a love for it, especially that first time when I read something and I visualized it in my mind and it was just amazing to me. And I wanted to be able to do that myself. And so I would just write random things whenever I could. And then I started doing this online. I went and lived in Ukraine for four years and my husband's like, why don't you, you know, try writing again? I was like, um, okay. <laughs> so then I, you know, was shy at first, didn't want to do any blogging things, didn't want to touch anything yet because who am I, you know, but now of course you start to write and you kind of want other people to see it maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and I started a blog where I realized, you know, it's kind of hard for moms to write because we have such busy schedules. And actually I even read somewhere that said that moms can't be writers. I was like, well, that's not true. I don't believe that because you have to have focused on just mommying or just writing. And I was like, no, it's even good for moms to have this passion to show their kids that they are people too. So that's kind of where that came from. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. And sort of the point of your blog is to help people become better writers and better mothers. And yes. I love that you sort of address the tension there because I think that sometimes we think we can only be one thing. And you're really encouraging people to sort of spread their wings and become two. You said you felt shy at first, like you weren't allowed to write, or who am I to become a writer? Can you tell me what gave you the courage to just get in there and start writing? Well, first I started writing on the right practice. Mm, and again, yeah. I did it not under my own name. I just used my middle name because... You know, what if somebody saw my name and thought, oh, what is she trying to do? This is terrible. <laughs> but putting it online out there, even still having other people reading it, it really helps to kind of get you out of your own box. And then just kind of slowly progressing from there, writing more. And I'm still shy. I still every day, like I put something out there, I'm like, oh, they're going to think it's terrible, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I, it's kind of for me about giving yourself permission. Even to do this podcast, like I kind of resisted actually scheduling because I was kind of, you know, scared just because I was so excited to meet you and I'm a fan of your work. But I was like, okay, I just got to do it. You got to give yourself permission to do something. So I'm still working on that every day. <laughs> I think I am too. I think a lot of us are. And I think that's so interesting. So somebody out there right now is listening to you and they say, how do I give myself permission? Can you kind of walk us through what that looks like? I guess for me, that looks like doing something you're scared of every day, like mm. Eleanor Roosevelt said, finding a competition, doing something you're scared of and <laughs> just kind of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you have no choice but to do it. I mean, right now, my biggest thing, I'm trying to write a pitch and I, of course, am terrified to do that, but just kind of got to put it out there. It also helps to have somebody who holds you accountable. If you know somebody is sitting there waiting for you to do it, you're like, well, shoot, now I have to do it because <laughs> they know I'm going to. If you don't tell anybody, you're not ever going to give yourself permission. So also telling somebody else really helps. 
I agree with that. I agree with that so, so much. And that's, I kind of use social media as that. I've been using that lately. I've been working on a new project and I've kind of been posting very openly about it on social media. Like, hey, this is coming up so that then later, like I am accountable to the people who follow me, you know, to to follow through with that. So absolutely. I love that. I love that note about accountability there. So as a busy mom yourself, how do you find time and balance to write and to be a great mom? Oh, it's it's kind of work every day. And I feel like my ideas on this always change. Mm. But because it's so important to be with your kids. And when I'm trying to write and be with them at the same time, it's incredibly difficult. And I have a kid. I mean, for a while, I've had both kids at home. And now my other kid just started school. So that might help. But <laughs> I try and find time mostly when the kids are asleep. <laughs> And I mean, it's just hard because you also want to get to bed so you're alive the next morning. But Which is <laughs> when important. it's your passion, you kind of do what you can. So when my daughter's sleeping, I'll try and find time to write. Um, tell my kid, you know, this is my working time so that he knows this is, you know, m- mommy time. <laughs> and then just any little time that I get around the house, I've been I've been working actually recently too. And so, oh my gosh, <laughs> kind of so like a... what you used to do. Yeah, uh, I have not a note card, but I have my, you know little notebook that I take with me and write whenever I have a chance at work. And so also they kind of say writing is, even when you're writing in your head, you're still writing. So I guess I have a lot of ideas that I write down quickly on my phone and do just as much as I can whenever I can. But also we all have our seasons of writing. So maybe sometimes this is a little less for me, Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to be consistent and consistency and planning has helped with that as well. It sounds funny. But those two things really help find, help you find time to write when you plan it yes. and when you're consistent. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about planning and consistency. What works best for you? Um, well, I'm still kind of trying to find my consistency, but it's okay. Again, it sounds strange, but I had a friend recently tell me that just making an idea list, mm. having at least 10 to 15 ideas, a new one, because I've had an old one, but a new one, and then just choose Every week, one from that list, make it your goal to do that this week. It sounds so simple, but that little thing has absolutely helped me to be more consistent for the past couple weeks. And it's as simple as that, but it truly works. I love that you say that. People ask me, so, so you know, I have the Right Now podcast and people ask me like, how do you come up with a new idea every week? And, and I, I say, I don't. I have this list that's been running for like three years that I have <laughs> of just every time I think of a topic, I have to put it on there. Absolutely. And and then you have like 800 things to choose from and you're like, oh, this is great. Or either that or you get overwhelmed because you're like, you know, I have 800 things to choose from. (laughs) When am I ever going to do this? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. So um, when you're going through your list, like how do you know what you want to blog about? I know that one of the things that makes a successful blog is, you know, your topic, your niche, your audience. Can you tell us a little bit about what works best for you? Well, I try and keep it consistent always with having at least something to do a little bit with writing when I'm talking about mommy and same with the other side. And I kind of choose whatever is relevant to my life, whatever kind of calls to me from my list, what makes me excited to write about it so it doesn't seem stiff or whatever because I want people Mm -hmm. to enjoy what I'm enjoying. So I kind of just choose like I had my daughter's birthday the other day and I was thinking to write something about her turning two or about my birthday and then I use that to, you know, inspire other mothers not to be worried about turning 30 or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) So I just choose what's relevant to me and I hope that it's relevant to somebody else. 
it's so interesting that you say that because what's relevant to you is interesting to you. And like you said, if it's interesting to you, you'll infuse it with more passion and, and you'll just end up with something better. So I love, I love (laughs) that. I love that. So, so you, you mentioned a pitch. Are you writing a book? Tell me, tell me more. Let us all (laughs) hold you accountable here. (laughs) Well, actually, I mean, a friend and I, well, lots of writers have tons of plans all the time, I guess. Right. But yes. we do. We want to write a book, uh, a young adult book with short stories in it. But the pitch I'm actually working on is just for guest blogging, but for a big site and write to done. And yeah, you know, I'm familiar and pitch with that. them. And it's this whole process and it's scary, but I want to try and do it. I'm trying to give myself permission to say it's OK to either do bad or good either way. <laughs> It is. Oh, it is. So as you're as you're putting together this pitch, I know that th- I have a lot of bloggers who listen to the show, and maybe they've never, you know, pitched to a to a larger mm-hmm. blog before. Can you walk us through what that process looks like? Um, well, first, I mean, I for what I did this time was I had something in my head that I already liked. Hmm. I haven't quite fully written it yet, because I want to make sure it's right for them first. And then first thing first is read the guidelines. Yes, absolutely. It seems again, simple, like most things, but most people don't read the guidelines and just kind of send their own thing. And then they're not going to even look at it. (laughs) So I read the guidelines, I'm trying to follow the rules very carefully and exactly do what they told me to do, even in the orders. (laughs) And then just send the pitch, but also reading through other blog posts to kind of know what they look for, even down to what headline they look for, because it's so important even just to get their readers' attention in the way that they like it. So that's where I'm coming from. And I also took John Morrow's guest blogging program, which I haven't quite finished yet, but this is part of that. So I have learned that headlines and things like that are very important in reading the guidelines. If you read the guidelines, they will tell you what they want. And really, that's, that's <laughs> and what that's we And that's it, yeah. but it's so simple. But then at least you know what they want, so you can go from there. <laughs> oh, I love it. So tell us a little bit about headlines. This is something I don't think I've ever talked about on the show before, but if you're a blogger, if you're a journalist, um, even, if you're, even if you're guesting on someone else's blog, what makes for a good headline? Oh, I'm so, I feel like I'm so bad at headlines, but I, <laughs> oh, I, I am too, which is why I'm asking. <laughs> Teach me. <laughs> oh, shoot. But I mean, a good headline has, you know, strong words like skyrocketing. I've heard that mm. numbers are good. Simple how to's are good. You may want to go off the written path and do something on your own. But they the reason these headlines kind of have all those guidelines is because they actually work. <laughs> yes. So that's in my mind, what makes for a powerful headline and just being you can be still be surprising the words that you use in a way, but just using guidelines go using the rules so you can go and look on other blogs and other websites and kind of look at those headlines and figure out from there what you think would work for you well all the best to you in your pitch like this is really this is really cool Man, I hope <laughs> I hope you. that you get it and I hope that lots of people listening right now are inspired to follow your footsteps and do the same thing that's really really a big step and it's really exciting <laughs> thank you I hope they do too I hope everybody gives themselves permission to do well, because we're all afraid of rejection. But I think even Mm -hmm. I am afraid of it sounds funny, but doing well. So give yourself permission to be successful. Oh, my gosh, I love that. So you said you're even still afraid. And you've you've been blogging for for how long have you been blogging? I should have a little over a year, I think. 
and you're still kind of like nervous about it and still kind of afraid of the rejection and yeah of course I think we always all will be <laughs> even I mean as we grow then once we get well we do well then we're going to be afraid that we're going to fail and people are going to be like I thought you were so good <laughs> you know oh my gosh it's interesting that you said that um Elizabeth Gilbert has one of my favorite TED Talks. And she said, you know, after I wrote Eat, Pray, Love, she's like, you know, it was this big hit. And she's like, everybody was expecting me to write this amazing thing next. And she's like, I couldn't live up to that pressure. And and so she was even, you know, this incredibly successful author who was terrified of being rejected um, after her big success. So I think you're you're absolutely right. I love this. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about... Um, Often when people start a blog, you mentioned a little bit you want to uh, publish a book of young adult stories. Um, did you have any other goals or dreams for this blog when you started it? Actually, when I first started, it was just simply like me trying to find a place to put my short stories and just write about kids. And then I realized I don't really like talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my preferred way. So I was like, well, I'm not alone in this. There are other moms who are going through the same thing. So mm -hmm. I want to make it more about them. So that's kind of where my, my blog anyways started. And I have a Facebook group where I have other mothers who write. And it's just so fascinating to be with other mothers and to see that you're not alone in this. I mean, not only J.K. Rowling can do it. <laughs> we can, you know, at least try and do our own things too. And then, I mean, I have obviously lots of ideas. I want to write a full-on book. But right now, I'm just doing the short stories to figure out the whole process. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So these are going to be fiction. Yes. And is this, um, I guess, gosh, I don't want to ask about the, the plotting or anything like that, because I don't, I know, like, okay. whenever I have, like, a work in progress and people ask me about it before it's done, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, so I want to be respectful of your, your writer privacy, so to speak. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that I love how this has evolved then. Like, so you kind of started out wanting to, you know, tell stories, but then you ended up sort of providing a service, um, <laughs> yeah. like through your own platform to other mothers who are maybe struggling with the same things you were struggling with. I think that's fascinating. Sometimes how our projects evolve into something else. And I love that yours evolved into something that helps people. That's just really beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So you write, uh, you have a job, you have children. You mentioned that, you know, hey, I wouldn't do this if I didn't love it. If I wasn't passionate about it, then I wouldn't wait till my kids were asleep and then go and work extra hard to like make this happen. What is your favorite thing about writing? Oh, it's funny, actually, I had somebody ask me this very question today, but <laughs> I think one of my favorite things, at least this is what I said, is it feels like you're reading. <laughs> Yeah. I love to read. So it's like another form of reading to be able to, except for you create it yourself, you get to make up your own people and you still visualize it in your head. It puts a lot of art forms, at least in my mind together. It's like acting because you're being the people that you're writing about. And it's like reading at the same time. So it's it's a lot of fun. I have never heard anyone describe their love of writing like that before. So thank you for that. I love it. It is. It's like it's like acting and reading all at the same time. And then you get to share it with people and help them and just do, oh my gosh, do all these great things. Oh <laughs> exactly. man. 
One of the things that I talk about on the show a lot is mentors, people who have inspired you, people who have maybe helped you find the path that you're on. And I'm curious, do you have a writing mentor? Do you have someone in your life who kind of inspires you to keep going? Any of that good stuff? (laughs) Well, I I feel like I have a lot. I have some online ones. I have this friend actually who I'm writing the book with. Her name is Kaylee Garling and she's just a friend of mine. And we were walking and I was like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, tell her I write. I'm just going to feel weird and just do it. And I told her and then she's like, so do I. I was like, what? That's so perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So then again, I was trying to be brave and I was like, do you want to, later on, I said, do you want to do some writing prompts with me? (laughs) So we started doing these writing prompts almost every day for a while. And we discovered how much we both love it. And so she has really helped me. We talk about each other's work. We encourage each other. We do writing competitions together sometimes. And now this book. So she's my real life Hmm. mentor we kind of mentor each other. But online, I mean, I have John Morrow that I mentioned earlier. He, oh man, his, his, the way he writes and the powerful emotion that he uses is amazing. And he, his courses, I love Jeff Goins and mm. his tribe writers course. He, he just is, I mean, he's so natural. He's so calm and cool. And plus he has such great tips and he is one of my favorites well. too. So those two have really affected me and people that I meet every day too. Like um, there's this guy, Frank McKinley, I just started to get to know him and he is helping me. He's a writing coach and he's also great as well. So Very cool. So you're kind of in this blogging world and you've taken some classes. You know, what is what is one of the biggest takeaways that you've gotten? The biggest takeaway that I've gotten is that blogging isn't only for yourself, Mm -hmm. I would say that. It's not a place, it's not a diary, it's not just something to go write about your world. It's a place to go and write and help others if you can. And if you can't, I mean, write about your world and it may help somebody, I guess. But mostly just blogging is helping others. Blogging is a community of being together. It's not just alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and kind of along those lines, how did you find your initial audience? So you, you started blogging. How did you get the right people to, to come to your blog? <laughs> um, I guess going in places where they were, other mommy blogs and Pinterest and uh, going on Facebook groups is a great way to find other bloggers like parenting bloggers or blogging newbies. And then even starting my own Facebook group Mm. has really helped. That's where I found the most people like me. And I don't know if they're really too much on my mailing list, but it doesn't matter because I actually get to talk to these people and get to know and they go through the same struggles as me. And also just other writing competitions and trying to do, um, I'm in a, (laughs) I have a story in a book. It's called What to Expect When You're done expecting excuse me when you're done expecting is what it's called (laughs) and so there's a it's a hundred moms sharing their stories so I met a lot of people through that as well cool how did that opportunity come about Facebook group Facebook group awesome so okay so I'm hearing uh Facebook groups are really really uh probably advantageous to belong to and you so what is your Facebook group called it's called Right Away Mommy. Right Away Mommy. <laughs> Wonderful. So if you are a mom who is looking to uh, fit some writing into your life and you want to connect with cool people here like Jewel, then go on and find the Right Away Mommy Facebook group. 
So you have this kind of central blog that I feel like spider webs out into, you have a mailing list, you have your Facebook group, you maybe have some other things that you're working on. Can you tell us a little bit about how that all kind of works together? I guess it just started from the blog and finding people and spider webbing just from knowing people and finding sometimes too many opportunities <laughs> to do cool things and help others just by talking with people, just by getting to know a person and getting excited about their own life. And then they want to share things with you and they want you to join in things that they do. So it just kind of snowballs out from there. Exactly. What would you say? Okay, so what would you say to a writer who says, you know, okay, you know, I have my job, I have my kids, I'm finally getting time and permission to write for myself, but now I have to like market it, I have to find an audience. What would you what would you say to those people? It is part of writing, maybe not always the most fun part of it. Mm -hmm. But if you love writing, there's lots of cool things about promotion that you can start to enjoy. And part of that is, for example, meeting people. It's another form of writing when you promote. Mm -hmm. So look at it as a way to play with words and get excited about changing the words and getting other people excited about it. So it's not so much a sleazy promotion about me, 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 as much as look at, hey, look, I wrote this. And, you know, and look, it can help it's you. exciting. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Don't you want to read this headline? <laughs> That's what I would say. I like that. I, I know. Um, so I had been in marketing for about 10 years for my career. And when I first entered it, I was like, oh, man, I feel like a sleazy sellout. And, and but, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you kind of realize that essentially you're just connecting the right people with your work. And if you're OK looking at it that way, then marketing and promotion can be a lot less uncomfortable. Exactly. So. <laughs> Is there anything that, um, that you would like to tell listeners? Is there anything in particular that you'd like to talk about? Um, I guess just that, you know, no matter what you're doing in your life, whether you have, you know, motherhood, fatherhood, maybe you have a full-time job, maybe you're in school, it may be difficult, it may be not your season for writing, but if you want to write, nobody has to tell you you can do it. You don't necessarily have to go to school. You can learn online. There are ways you can find. You can find people around you to teach you. And you can write. If you want to, you can do it. It's all up to you. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Oh, I love <laughs> it. So speaking of writing, where can people find you online? Uh, and can you let us know your website? And we already heard a little bit about your Facebook group, but can you remind us of that as well? Yeah. So I have the website right away mommy spelled with a w <laughs> and you can also find me on facebook under right away mommy in the group i have a facebook page i have all the social media just because you're supposed to <laughs> yep <laughs> and it's actually turning out great because then you can meet people but yes i have twitter and instagram and pinterest as well wonderful i'll make sure that we have links to all of those in the show notes for today's episode otherwise jules this has been really delightful I love talking with bloggers because it's people who write very passionately about what they want to write about. And there's just something really, really beautiful about that. So thank you for sharing your expertise with us today. Thank you for being such a bright light. You're just delightful. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It was my dream. Yay. So I appreciate it so much. <laughs> oh, I wonderful. should always get my daughter to play with my phone and she can find people like you for me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Can you can yep. you tell us that story real quick? Because this sure. was in the first email you wrote to me, which is and it just it was just delightful. 
<laughs> well, I, my daughter, I mean, I cheated and gave her my phone so I could feed her with, you know, some distraction. <laughs> and she was, you know, taking her little dimpled fingers and touching all over the phone. <laughs> and she liked to turn on podcasts because it felt like she was talking to somebody and she got all excited and giggled. And I had, you know, marked your right now podcast as something I wanted to listen to. And, and I hadn't yet. And she turned it on and I was starting to listen. I was like, hey, I like this one. <laughs> I need to listen to this one some more. And that's kind of how I discovered you. And I was very grateful from her. <laughs> oh, that is that. I just love that. That is just, that is so delightful. So, oh, Jewel, oh gosh, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for sharing your passion for writing with us and your passion for helping moms become better writers, helping writers to also fit in being a good mom into their lives. Um, this has just been a delight. Thank you been a delight for me thank you so much <laughs>